Welcome to Biohacking Her Way, where each week we'll dive deep into the world of biohacking, exploring cutting-edge strategies, expert insights, and practical tips to help you optimize your health, balance your hormones, and unleash your true potential. My name is Abby, and I am your host, so let's dive in. Holy shit, it is 2024. Where? I literally think back to the time where it's 2020 and I'm thinking that's four years ago and it feels like we blinked and here we are. And I think 2024 is going to be the best year yet. Only because for the months of probably like June, July up until you know December, I was seeing so many one, two, threes and I didn't understand what that meant until I learned on New Year's Eve that New Year's Eve was one, two, three, one, two, three. So if you need confirmation, 2024 is going to be a good year. There it is for you. As you've seen, I kind of took a break from doing the podcast in December. We had the one episode come out and the first week and then nothing. And you're probably thinking, Abby, what the heck? Where have you been? Why have you not been doing podcast episodes? Long story short, I just wanted to take a break and enjoy the month of December it's already a chaotic month as it is. And I think throwing in more chaos and not taking a step back to ground yourself before the new year can actually set yourself up to fail going into the new year because now you're feeling burnt out, you're feeling tired. So I decided to take the step back to kind of go inward towards me, ground myself into what I want 2024 to look like. And behind the scenes, to give you a little insight, if you do not follow me on Instagram, I wrote a book. I have a published book on Amazon, and I'll be honest, that was not on my 2023 bingo card. To think that little old me is now a published author is wild and mind-blowing to say the least. I'm going to link that book below for you. The book is called Hormone Balancing Blueprint, The Easy Guide to Balancing Your Hormones and Losing That Stubborn Weight. So this episode that we're going to be diving into today is Fuck your New Year's resolution. And I think that book goes hand in hand with the New Year's resolution because most of the time people's New Year's resolution is to lose weight, to feel more confident in their body. And so instead of taking small steps to compound and create these big lasting changes, you jump all in into doing these five-day-a-week workouts, trying to eat super, super healthy and trying to hit perfect versus consistent, and you're setting yourself up for failure as well. And on today's episode, I have brought my husband, Colton, back on the podcast. He has been on the podcast a couple of times. One of the episodes was talking about psychedelics, as I would consider him an expert in that field. Get Granted, he has over a decade of experience and research and has probably answered every question possible. So make sure to check out that episode and you can also follow him on TikTok And he'll be kind of pimping himself out the end. So I'm not going to share any of his socials now. And and then we also, he was on the Burning Man Secrets Revealed podcast where we talked all about the wild chaos that Burning Man was last year with the mud and the rain and how that experience was like getting married to Burning Man. So if you've not listened to those episodes, make sure you go back and listen to them. And I wanted to bring him on this episode. He will be on a second episode this month. He's going to be a two-timer. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that episode will look like that he'll be on as well towards the end of the podcast to kind of give you a little sneak peek into what that's going to be. So you can hit that follow button so you never miss an episode because that one's going to be a juicy one. But if there's anyone that's really good at setting goals and hitting goals and 
holding themselves accountable to that capacity instead of looking at the goal as I'm going to do, I'm going to just jump into it and then set myself up for failure. He does a really good job of doing these small, tangible steps. So we're going to talk a little bit about goal setting and how to actually achieve those quote unquote resolutions that you want. And I'm also going to be sharing why I absolutely despise New Year's resolutions and what I do instead of creating that resolutions to have a very impactful and amazing year. So Colton, welcome back on the biohacking her way. Hey baby. Thanks Uh, for having me. You're welcome. Excited to be back. And do it her way. And do it. (laughs) Oh, I've taught you well. (laughs) Trained me well. Definitely. Absolutely. So to kind of give us the breakdown to Colton, I'm curious on like, what's your opinion on New Year's resolutions? I like them. I mean, in the way of if it's motivating for someone, right? Like overall, I think there's the initial of, uh, I think New Year starts in December, right? So it, it it comes with kind of communicating with the ones around you, with yourself, like putting yourself in a prime position. So when this day the first day of the year rolls around, you're not just like starting from zero. I feel like we both did a good job of kind of like priming our minds, priming our bodies and like ramping up that energy. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more going from 60 to 100 than it is zero to 60. So if a New Year's resolution helps someone kind of cold start from no momentum to some momentum, I like it. Overarching, putting a bunch of faith in that you are a new person just because a new time rolled around isn't really it for me yeah um but yeah i mean that's kind of what i how i would frame my feelings around that in general yeah i like what you said about using december to kind of set yourself up for success kind of like what i was talking about and you know the beginning of this episode of take why i decided to take the step back and not do the podcast and just kind of ground myself and see what this year is going to be like The reason I hate New Year's resolutions is because it's naive to think that January 1st rolls around and you're automatically, like you said, a new person. And I think also when it comes to that, it just comes with excuses of why you weren't able to hit it or why you didn't start sooner or why you didn't achieve your New Year's resolution or why you are the way you are, why you look the way you are, why you can't achieve what you want. I think it's a weak mentality to step into verse now here's the thing like i have totally done like a new year's resolution and quote unquote but i didn't say like i'm going to do it the entire year i said i'm just going to start with a month and i think when people can start with a month dry january for example like there's people are like i'm just going to stop drinking completely and it's like no just start with a week start with two weeks start with a month and see how it goes from there because i think this long year you're looking at now to the next December, 365 days. At some point within the next 30 to 60 days, you're going to think, I can't fucking do this. I've got 10 more months of this, 11 more months of this. It seems impossible. And you're and people just strive too much for per, that perfection with the New Year's resolution instead of, I just want to be consistent. And consistency, consistency to me is 80% of the time. Yeah, It doesn't have to be perfect. Perfect is impossible. And 
that's why I kind of like the the whole idea behind like a theme of the year. Mm-hmm. Last year, my theme was expansion. And it's just a word that holds me on throughout the entire year. And it can be in every different way. I mean, 2023, as we both know, did not go any way that I definitely would have imagined it go- to go. And if I would have held on to those goals at the beginning of the year and got to the end of the year, I would have been really, I would have had kind of like a lack of belief, like, well, you know, I can't hit goals that year. Why am I going to set new goals? I can't hit them anyways, right? Like it's a weak mentality at the same time versus setting small tangible things. Like my theme for 2024 is ground, grind and grow. And that can be in every area of my life to just remind me like, oh, what are we doing this year? Why are we doing it this year? And connecting to that why. I think that's the other big thing. Like when people go into New Year's resolutions, they just want to lose weight, mm-hmm. but they don't have a why. Like, why do you want to lose weight? Yeah. Um, so what's kind of your thoughts around that? I was doing my best to just be present with what you're speaking to. But I mean, I think there's like two things that come up just in reflection of that. Like humans in general, I think we're very binary creatures, black and white. So goal is the mind's path to least resistance. Mm-hmm. So it's either I'm going to achieve this thing or I'm not. And what typically happens is we end up in this wasteland of disappointment and unmet expectations. So we let ourselves down. For me, even as you're kind of speaking about, hey, what's your theme for this year? My theme for this year is process. Like if there was one word, it's process. Because I want to be attached to the process of changing who I want to, who I am and who I want to become. And if, if we kind of zoomed out a little bit to invite some psychedelic thoughts into it, by nature, law wants to return to homeostasis. Like it takes energy to move us from a state of comfortability and not changing, just static to evolution. And the universe wants to dissolve energy. Like the universe is expanding constantly, right? That's energy moving away from itself. So to gather energy in yourself, to bring energy in, whether that's healthier food, healthier environment, inviting things outside of yourself in, it takes work. It's constant work to contain energy instead of letting energy move away from you and return to just static baseline existing. Mm -hmm. And so if we embrace the process versus being attached to this goal of like, okay, when I have this certain amount of money, like if that's your goal to get a certain amount of money, once you have that money, then what are you going to do? You're not a, you're not attached to a process, then you're constricting. Once you hit that goal, now you don't have anything to move past that goal. You're just trying to hold on. You're trying to be comfortable at that point. So either you hit the goal and then you're like, wow, you have this big ecstatic moment. And then you're disappointed after that because you're right back where you started when you started that journey of being comfortable or you don't hit the goal and you're disappointed because all you were attached to was the goal. Yeah. I like that because as you're you're using in the terms of like money in regards of that and what com- comes up for me in that capacity is I think back to when I had more of a yo-yo lifestyle. I'd have like a goal weight number when I focused on the number on the scale versus how I feel my body, which is what I focus more on now. 
And I would get to that goal and I'd feel really confident and I'd let myself slack off. I'd be like, I achieved it. Like, uh, this is great. This is amazing. And then I would allow myself to let loose a little bit and kind of lean more towards like a 70, 30 and then a 60, 40 and then a 50, 50. And now I'm unhappy again and I got to go right back to it. So I think that's the thing I also hate about New Year's resolutions is someone's like, I hit my resolution. Like that's it. That's done. Like I don't need to do anything more verse kind of like in the regards of what we're saying like a theme or a word of the year and I think there's more that you can achieve and the more that's possible and the long-term lasting changes when you lead with that verse just that one goal yeah so let's give them three tips we'll do four because we'll do actually let's do four tips two from you two from me on what we think is the best thing to do if they have a goal in mind, which we all have specific goals in mind, but kind of to make it instead of this resolution to create more of that 1% mindset, being that 1% different, 1% standout, 1% consistent and disciplined in their day-to-day life. So now they're actually exceeding the goals. So would you like to give the first tip? Yeah. Um, Kiss. Keep it simple, silly. So I've never heard that. Well, yeah. I mean, keep it simple, stupid is what I've heard, but keep it simple, silly. So breaking it down to the ridiculous, that's what I used to do with all my sales goals way back in the day. It's way less intimidating if you break something all the way down to the point where it feels like, okay, that it's silly if I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And the the easy things are easy to do. So no one does it. And so if you can break something down to where it feels silly, if you don't do it, then it becomes easy because all you have to do is actually do it. So get extreme clarity on what is the one thing that if all you did is that one thing, everything else would become massively more attainable by doing it. Weight, for example, you know, people want to make it really complicated. At the end of the day, eat green stuff, and pick stuff up, put it down again, or put one foot in front of the other again and again and again. Like, just keep it simple. And if you were to do that alone, good things would happen. Like, you probably wouldn't get in the top 1%, right? But I think that's what the 1% starts with, mm-hmm. is keeping it really simple. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about that a lot in my book, too, in regards of losing weight isn't this like quick fix journey. It's there's the simple, silly things that you can do. And it's like my our supplements that we take before a meal, like when we're out with people, I'm like, no, I need to eat my greens before I eat my protein and then eat my carbs. People are like, what? Like it feels silly to tell people stuff like that, but it's the simple things that make the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. What about you? I like that. Yours is similar to mine. Mine was looking at the big goal and working backwards. So breaking it down into small, tangible things you can do daily. And so for you, it's the silly things. For me, it's like kind of also creating or reducing the resistance around something. Like I lay my workout clothes out every single night before we go to bed. So in the morning, I don't have to think. I just get up, put my outfit on, brush my teeth, put my hair up. I don't do skincare. I don't do any of that shit. And I'm just out the door Mm -hmm. because you know, we wake up earlier, we're about to start waking up even earlier and everything. And the small, 
So the small, well, I'm going to say that second one, the small goals that you set for yourself each day is what creates the lasting results because you're taking it in small granular moments versus looking at, oh my gosh, I still have 60 days until this challenge I did for myself. Like I did a, what was a 45 day challenge before we went to Burning Man where it was like kind of like a 75 hard, but more of like 75 soft in 45 days working out, no alcohol, no junk food, focusing on my protein intake, daily steps, stuff like that. And instead of looking at it as like 45 days, I looked at it as each day and I would mark off each day. And so I would get kind of like that spurt of like excitement versus looking at, oh my gosh, I still have all this time. So kind of breaking it down into small things that you can do each day. And it doesn't mean like habit stacking, for example. I love habit stacking. So going for a walk, listen to a podcast at first, that's going to feel like a lot for some people. So when it comes to seeing people do like habit stacking, it's finding, you know, one thing to do to implement into your day. Like what's the one thing you can do each day. And as over time, when that feels very mundane, feels super easy, kind of that silly, add in a second one and then add in a third one and so on and so forth. And then eventually you just have evolved and you have these standards that you've set for yourself and they no longer feel hard or challenging. Mm-hmm. So break down the the big goal into small barriers of entry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, working backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, past that, I would say my second tip would be um, accountability. So I, I think it's really easy that if you if you have a goal that you can genuinely wrap your head around and also detach yourself from the idea that goals are meant to be hit. Goals, in my opinion, are more like catapults. They're meant to drive you and launch you in the right direction. And it's awesome if you hit them. But if you were to measure success by the idea of hitting it or not, then it's kind of a failure from the jump. But if you got 80% the way to your goal, you're 80% closer than you were when you started. That's something worth celebrating. If you're 1% closer, that's something worth celebrating. So if your goal is something that you can, in your heart of hearts, sit down and go like, I I can do that. It's a little bit of a stretch. It's on the edge of my comfort zone. That That's setting yourself up for success because your mind genuinely believes it's possible. And then sharing that with the folks around you and giving them radical permission to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. In just a lovely way, like, hey, this is what I'm working towards. I'd love your support on it. And if you could just give me some gentle reminders, if you feel like my actions aren't aligning with that, your peers and your loved ones and the circle around you has a lot of weight on your identity. And people always want to take actions that align with the identity that they perceive themselves to be. Mm-hmm. So someone that is a vegan and for ethical reasons, right? They're like, hey, I don't want to eat animal products if they told their friends that and they're like this is a concerted move i want to make in this year if their friends saw them eat something that they didn't know had animal products in it or maybe they're letting themselves slip and they're like hey you still want to be a vegan it corrects their identity immediately so it shortens the latency between an action and the feedback and allows them to make an adjustment in real time Mm, yeah it's not having the friend be like I thought you said you weren't going to eat meat. Like, yeah, that stings. That that stings. And that's kind of what I would call um, a nag or a nug. 
and they get a puck. Mm -hmm. And instead of redirecting into like, hey, are you still wanting to blank, 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 like you said, whether it's vegan, hey, are you still cycle syncing, like you said, you wanted to, to learn better about your body? Like, how's that going? Just having friends, like asking questions like that. I think also letting friends and family know, like, or whoever you tell to hold you accountable, like your why behind it. So they can also have a bigger reason of why um, why it is important for them to to achieve that and for your friend and or whoever it is to be like, just help tap into that with you and help support you in that journey. And they don't have to agree with what you do. Yeah. Like if I had a friend come to me and they're like, I'm vegan, I'd be like, I support you. I don't agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mostly because I am an animal eater, but an ethical animal eater I'm not supporting the big farming of mass production or anything more of the I like my animals look cute before i consume them you like them what what do you say cute yeah well that's the best part about living in texas i mean they gotta look happy they have to be happy cows yeah happy, happy cows happy chickens happy pigs yeah all of them they can't be stuck in these cages if they ain't looking cute i don't want them yeah they look miserable no, no. negative um my fourth one, or I guess my second one, fourth one in total, would be celebrate. Mm. And maybe this is something visual. So I remember the first time I did like a fitness challenge or like a dry January or when I went sober for six months, I did California sober, which you were a part of that journey when we were just friends. And you would also, that kind of the accountability piece of what you just said, you would check in and be like, how's that going? Like, how are you feeling? Or if I kind of started to ghost my friends as I kind of go into a hermit when I'm going through things, you would still reach out and be like, what's going on? So I think, yeah, that. but it also celebrating the small moments because when I went California sober, which for anyone that doesn't understand what that means, California sober is when you don't drink alcohol or do hard drugs, which we don't, but you still dabble with plant medicines. And, um, I would use them for healing modalities and healing purposes during that time. And when I was, if I were to look at a six month mark back then, I would have been like, Oh, there's no fucking way I can do that. But I took it one month at a time. I said, I'm just going to cut it out for one month. And then I went to two and then I went to three, but I was celebrating myself along the way. When I hit that one month mark, I was texting friends. I was texting my mom and I was like, I hit one month, no alcohol, like California sober. Like I'm feeling great. I'm going to do it another month. And it's kind of like that reaffirming in the accountability piece, but also really celebrating me. Like I posted on social media and like, I found different ways to celebrate myself. Like my non-alcoholic wine I would have, like I went out and bought a bottle of that and celebrated. And I think either whether it's little trinkets that you need like that one little like celebration piece that's going to still support you in staying on the course whether it's buying a big calendar off you know like amazon and marking off each day maybe you're writing down the different things that you have or like writing down like the small tangible action on there you say and you're crossing it off it's kind of like that visual and what that does in the neuroplasticity is it's creating in the body the excitement around the newness and supporting you to continue doing more of that because it has that feel good effect, which will then release more dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin, which will ultimately continue to boost your mood versus looking at it as like, okay, only two more months. Like I can do this. It's like, no, I feel freaking excited about it. And so it's just retraining your brain and rewiring your brain of 
what's possible. Like we're going to be sitting down writing our goals today separately with us and then also ones we want to accomplish together. And I got those little champagne bottles and I just got like those little cheap ones. And we're going to write three goals for me, three goals for Colton and three goals that we want to do together. And when we uh, accomplish those, we're going to pop them and we might just shake it and just like celebrate it in that way. Or like, we want to drink it. You can drink it. Like it's whatever you choose for it to be in that capacity. But celebration is a big thing for me. Like, post I the thing that got me really consistent working out was I would post on my story every day of just like my Apple Watch or like my post gym workout selfie on Instagram. And people just started following along with that. And I started getting messages all the time too. But that was how I celebrated myself and how my personal accountability was just like showing myself off a little bit too. There's just so many different ways that you can celebrate everyone and the way they celebrate is different. It doesn't have to be big. It can be something super small as well. Yeah. Celebration is such a big part of it. And I think like, I think the natural lean of people is to not celebrate because we're so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And in the other side of that, I would just encourage anyone that wants to implement anything that we're talking about is to just be curious like when you want to make a change, New Year's resolution, just leaning into curiosity of why. Because anytime there's like a negative emotion coming up, it's typically because it's not understood. So you're not really digging into why you haven't made a change. You're not digging into why you really aren't used to celebrating yourself. And so when we don't understand ourselves, when we don't understand someone else, the ultimate diffuser of that is curiosity. Like, what's triggering this? Why am I not willing to make a change? Like, okay, I've got to do this goal. Okay, why do you have to do that goal? What's going to happen if you don't hit that goal? What's going to happen if you do? Well, what if it, just like all the why, who, what, why, how questions, if you ask that like four or five times over to yourself around random goals or habits you want to change, I'm sure a lot of interesting things will come up. Yeah, if you don't have a why behind a goal, I almost would believe it's impossible to hit if you're not connecting to that. Or even celebration. Yeah. Like you won't celebrate yourself. Why? Yeah. I mean, the celebration aspect used to be really hard for me because like, well, I can do more. I can do, I can do more. Like that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And that was the pressure that I put on myself because that's the pressure I felt for others, even though they never said it. So that's why celebration is so big for me. That's why I like to celebrate like the small things like, we're both in sales and Colton makes a sale. I get so excited to celebrate him. And he comes out, he's like, I made a sale. And we're doing like a little quick dance party, jump around. And then we're back into our day to day. Like the the small moments of celebrations is what can create more excitement in your life, more joy as well. And even if you don't hit the goal, you had so much celebration throughout the time of go working towards the goal that you're still excited to continue working towards the goal. Yeah, like celebration also, I think, is is important that it should be relative to the feeling of success, mm-hmm. right? Not to, let's say, relative to how much time it should take to celebrate that moment. Like if you work all year, grind your ass off, and you hit something you're really excited, a milestone moment, it's really important to allow yourself to reflect on that. Like take a weekend 
to celebrate that. If you showed up to the gym, it's important to celebrate that. But should we really act like that's a home run success? You went to the gym one day and you should take two days off? Probably not. Yeah. And when you when you say weekend celebrate too, I want to clarify that doesn't mean going out, partying all weekend, feeling like shit because you drink too much. It's it's not those type of things that are ultimately going to set you backwards. It's celebrating for the weekend, allowing yourself to have fun and enjoy, but not letting yourself get off track. Well, if someone feel like shit, then and that's their, their prerogative. Sure. You know, if you like feeling hungover the next day, like I don't think anybody likes feeling hungover. Well, that's kind of the point that I'm making behind it, too. Like, don't go out Friday, be hungover and then do it Saturday because you hit a small milestone. Now, if this is like a right. massive goal that yeah. you hit. Like, by all means, do it. Have fun with it. But <laughs> did the dog fart? Yeah. <laughs> Homeboy celebrating behind us. <laughs> oh. oh my god! I wish y'all could have just seen the oh, face yeah. that I saw. <laughs> I mean that postcard. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, let's start to wrap up this episode. Colton will be back on another episode at some point this month. We are going to be talking about how we balance our careers, our side things. Colton also has a podcast. He has side um, work adventures as well. We both work full time. And we're going to talk about how we balance all of that as well as our making our relationship a priority while also making our personal time a priority. So you can have your cup full all the time. It's well-rounded because I know we get a lot of questions I get a lot of questions in regards to how do we do it? Because I would say, I feel like Willy Wonka got the golden ticket of relationships. We were just talking about this the other day when we were having some intentional time together. And we just both feel very lucky that we found a partner that's as supportive and as committed. And I think a lot of people settle in relationships or once they're, maybe they didn't settle for the person, but as the relationship goes on, they settle in regards of the expectations and priorities that are aligned for them, which ultimately can create um, friction down the road. So we're going to be doing a whole episode around that. Um, So if you have questions on this, if you're in a relationship and you're like, I feel like we don't spend enough time together. I feel like I'm exhausted from work. He's exhausted for work. We both want to see our friends. We don't know what to do like I just or you feel stuck and you want to show up better or you're like I want I don't know I want my partner to show up better and I don't know how to communicate that that I think that's something we really pride ourselves on is our communication with each other and how open we are so if you have those questions send me a dm on instagram we'll kind of I would love to create like a Q&A if we have enough questions we'll kind of come in with a little bit of like an outline but I would love to answer like head on your questions so send me a DM on Instagram, Abby Mewborn, A-B-B-E-Y-M-E-W-B-O-U-R-N-E. So we can make sure to answer this for you when we do record that. And Colton, pimp yourself out. Where can people find you? Don't say Instagram. You're not active on Instagram. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, TikTok. TikTok is yeah, better. <laughs> Sorry to call you out like that, yeah, but it's true. true. That's true. 
What's your TikTok handle? You got to let oh, me know. Colton Mewborn. At Colton Mewborn. Is it? Mm -hmm. I think it's at Pro Hippie. I did change it. <laughs> well, if you search Colton Mewborn, it'll pop up. I know that. Yeah, it should sure. pop up. Yeah, but yeah. Your, your at handle is at Pro Hippie. I should have yeah. just pimped yourself out for you. Yeah. Do a better job of that, apparently. Well, people find me regardless. I they mean, sure do. Yeah. Yeah. Colton's been slacking on his posting game. So go follow him. So that kind of gives him, that's kind of his goal. I'm going to put his goal out there is to do better job at posting on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So go follow him to give him that encouragement to post more. He has so much information in the realm of integration in life, psychedelics, and just life as a whole, he's a very smart man. I feel very lucky to have him as my partner in this life. And he also has his podcast, Professional Hippies, with our other friend, Dylan. That one's much easier to find. That one is much easier to find. You can listen to that wherever you digest your podcast. Yeah. And you have some really cool guests on there. Sometimes you will just shoot the shit. If you're looking for like a, a podcast that's going to have some really good information, but then also some like laid back, goofy style as well in some of the episodes... It's the perfect podcast for you. you. Like business and psychedelics. Come hang out with us. Yeah. Or just like business and funny stuff. Cause you don't always talk about psychedelics. Yeah. So cool. Well, thanks for being here, hon. Thanks for having me, babe. Love ya. Love ya. All right. I'll see you next time. Bye.